The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, the unfortunate news, Christian Erickson is out for three months due to an ankle injury. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a huge, major blow to Manchester United. Oh, my goodness. You know, because at this point, that's three, three midfielders that are injured. Scott McTominay, Donny van de Beek, and now Christian Eriksen. And from what I understand, Donny van de Beek, if I remember correctly, it's a knee injury, which means he's out for the season. And Christian Eriksen now out until at least April. My goodness. I mean, the midfield position with Manchester United is absolutely depleted. Now, Fred's still out there. And, of course, there's Casemiro. And Casemiro, of course, had that major, huge game against Reading FC in the FA Cup match back on Saturday in the first leg. And as a matter of fact, I should mention that um, Manchester United is actually set to play tomorrow. So, you know, in, in that FA Cup. So tomorrow it's an EF. It's the second uh, leg of the EFL uh, semifinal match against Nottingham Forest. So we'll have to see how things go in that one. But man, the loss of Christian Eriksen is just brutal. Now, does that mean Casemiro is probably going to is probably going to be starting more? I mean, I would imagine so. But you know, with, with Fred as well. But I'm just not sure exactly. You know, what what other things could can be uh, can be made about? It? I mean. You know, on the on the base on the attack. I mean, you know, recently, you know, the dude who's on loan. Uh, I I can't even say his name. You know, the the dude that we got from uh, from the Turkish league. Uh, I think it's Weghorst or something like that. I I really de- I deeply apologize if I didn't if I did not pronounce the name correctly. He's actually he's the Dutch uh, Dutch uh, forward who um who played who recently actually played um in Turkey. basically so. Ah, uh, man, he was actually on loan in, uh, with Besiktas, and now he's on loan to Manchester United. And, you know, in 16 appearances with, with Besiktas, he had eight goals. So he was actually, he's, so he's actually, he's right now currently still with Burnley. So, yeah, so I think it's a Woot Wickhorst. Again, again, if, if I if I mispronounce, I deeply, deeply apologize. I I do not like having to put, you know, sometimes being in a position where I where I butcher uh, an athlete's name, no matter how difficult it may seem to pronounce it, I always feel bad. But I believe it's it's Woot Weghorst. 
So he's actually still uh, he's actually on loan from Burnley because he was recently on loan with Besiktas and now now it's Manchester United. So so he's still a member of Burnley. So so it, it was so basically uh, you know because I knew I, I know I, I just got I just got off topic. So you know and I think you know recently Weghorst actually scored his very first goal uh, with Man- with Manchester United. So. So we'll, we'll have to wait. So yeah, he scored his first goal actually about six days ago. It was in that first uh, that, that first leg game and that three nothing three nothing uh, win uh, against Nottingham Forest in the in the first leg. And I'd imagine that tomorrow he's actually gonna get the start again. So so now moving back to uh, the whole thing uh, with um, Christian Eriksen and the whole midfield position. I mean, all, all these great names I see on the attack. It's just you know it's it's just it's just so exciting. Just absolutely exciting. I mean, from the lineup. I mean, you know, Weghorst, you know, as the sole uh, striker, you know, and then the last game gets Reading, you know, Anthony, Bruno Fernandez, and Marcus Rashford all as forwards and three forwards behind him. He had Casemiro and Eriksen in the midfield. I mean, that 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 Manchester United attack just looks absolutely looked absolutely strong. So now go. So now seriously, now going back to the whole midfield position. And again, I apologize, y'all, because. Right, right now, you know, right now with everything Manchester United has gone through for so long, and to finally, you know, to see with, with the potential of them finally, you know, starting to, be, to finally rise up and, and be a very good and competitive and respectable team. You know, I've said many times, you know, Real Madrid is a team still close to my heart. I mean, Manchester United is still close to my heart. So, anyway, so uh, moving, uh, so with with, with the in- injuries, uh, so now I'm kind of asking myself. Is Eric Ten Hag gonna be in a position to where the likes of Anthony and Bruno Fernandez may have to play in the midfield? You know, this is actually a conversation that I should have with none other than the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain himself. God bless him. Um, honestly, because I know that, because since I know that Josh is actually gonna be listening to this, so Josh, as far as Anthony and Bruno Fernandez having to play in the midfield, uh. Because of the injuries to uh, Eriksen, McTominay, and Van de Beek, would Anthony and Bruno Fernandez playing in the midfield be a be a solidified uh, solution, or is that a no go? And I'd like to know why. So, Josh, uh, leave your thoughts in, in the in the YouTube comments. I look forward to hearing what you have to say, buddy. Anyway, so for me, if Anthony and Bruno Fernandez have to be moved to the midfield, you know, for the time being. If they're comfortable with it, and if it fits the scheme, the formation, the tactics, then I suppose. But if it poses a great risk to basically damaging and harming the harmony and the momentum that the Manchester United attack has, then no. The last thing Manchester United needs, the last thing that Eric Ten Hag has to do, is something that's going to disrupt the momentum of the attack. Because Manchester United has looked really, really good recently. Now they lost. To, they lost to Arsenal, but um, back on the twenty second, you know, in that you know that game scoring that that game winning goal that you know Arsenal got in in uh, in deep in stoppage time, which was painful to deal with. But Manchester United, regardless, you know, is still actually looking really good. I mean, you look you look at the standings. Manchester United is in fourth place in the APL standings. You know, three points ahead of Tottenham, who's in fifth. I mean the fact that they're higher. I mean they're ten points ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea. I mean that's something that that's something that's completely unheard of nowadays for Manchester United. So, so Manchester United is actually tied with Newcastle, who's actually currently in third. So, now as far as now Arsenal's on top uh, on top of the table with five points clear of Manchester City. So 
Now, as far as as far as winning the EPL goes, that's definitely not not going to happen for Manchester United. But but right now, honestly, they have a chance of winning the EFL Cup. And if Manchester United can win their first title since 2017, that would be huge. That would honestly be really really huge. So and they have they have a chance to do it, and hopefully they do. So anyway, so so moving forward, I, I, as much as as devastating as the injury is, you know. You know, honestly, right now, so ESPN is actually, you know, mentioning, you know, because of the injury, you know, you know, and the fact that it's mentioned that, you know, and, and Andy Carroll, you know, was the guy, you know, from that challenge. I mean, Andy Carroll ended up is, is actually the one who ended up getting uh, sent off in that game as well. You know, his first yellow card was for that tackle on um, on Christian Eriksen, and then, then he was given another yellow card, which meant a red card. You know, when he on a on a, on a late tackle on Casemiro. So, so with Erickson expected to be out until until uh, around late April, early May, you know, even though he says he's he's expressing some hope that he could still play the, again this season, but right now, from from what I understand, I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be surprised if Erickson was out for the rest of the season. So, I mean, Manchester United, you know, a lot of huge, a lot of big games coming up. I mean. In February, on February sixteenth, they have that they have that game against Barcelona, the game against Barcelona in, in the European in the Europa League. So and and Barcelona right now looks really hot. So I mean Manchester United, you know, going against Barcelona is is going to be something huge. And you know, right now, honestly, Barcelona's odds probably just went higher because of the injuries. But I mean, I think regardless, Barcelona is the overwhelming favorite. But still, I mean. Manchester United losing to Barcelona, losing out like that in the Europa League is not is not a, is not good a good sign for them because it, it, it basically that would that would be a momentum kill right there because it would cause a lot of stress and some frustration. But anyway, I can honestly say right now, so, so basically, so a, a, a little bit of good news really, or, or at least something to be a little bit optimistic about is that. Manchester United is actually eyeing a move on on a player in Barcelona, in, excuse me, in Bayern Munich. So midfielder Marcel Sabitzer, who plays for Bayern Munich, is actually be, currently being pursued by Manchester United. Sabitzer, you know, twenty eight years old. He's been a re- he's been a regular he's been a regular overall with Bayern Munich, but uh, I think the last couple of weeks, uh, from uh, according to ESPN. He has he's he's been featured very little. I mean, he only he's only started two games since the start of October, and recently in, in Manchester United's one one draw against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, he was actually a late substitution. So, so I think you know bringing in Marcel Sabitzer, you know, could very well be something good for Manchester United. But, but what worries me, okay, and th- and this is where Josh would say, you know, this is where Josh would, would kind of say, you know, this is a good point, but let let's 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 be a uh, Let's be a little more optimistic, Alex, because for for a player to move on from the German Bundesliga league to the English Premier League, I mean, you you're in an environment in, in a di- in a different competitive environment, in an environment with dif- with with a different style of play. So, so obviously that means we can't expect Marcel Sabitzer to immediately fully adapt to the system here and immediately kind of basically basically be the be the star right here. We got to give him some time, but. But you know, from what I understand, um, you know, a, a couple of uh, quotes right here. You know, Eric Ten Hag actually said, um, and I quote: "We have a strategy, and we keep the strategy. We want to restore Manchester United to where they belong. We are in a good direction, and it also has to match our financial frames." Unquote. So, and from what I understand, uh, ESPN mentioned that sources wanted wanted actually. Uh, 
basically they're basically eyeing a, a move, you know, particularly this summer. But if, but, the, but according to ESPN, Sabitzer's representative said that they are open to to him leaving right now if the opportunity is presents itself. So. If there's the opportunity to leave right for him to leave Bayern Munich right now, then obviously they're gonna they're gonna go for it. I mean, Marcel Sabitzer, I mean, obviously wants to be in a situation where he can get more playing time, and because Manchester United right now seems to be desperate for for a midfielder, it wouldn't surprise me if Manchester United, you know, just went ahead and talked to Bayern Munich and said, well, we need a midfielder, so you know, we, we got we got to do what we got to do. So I mean, Manchester United does in fact have to do what they got to do. So. You know, and I'm recently seeing the news. You know, Jorginho is actually, I think, you know, going to be leaving for Arsenal. I think uh, pretty soon. So, you know, and I thought, you know, what what if Manchester United had tried to get Jorginho? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if that would have, uh, if if that was even that would even be considered a possibility. But right now, it kind of seems that Marcel Sabitzer kind of seems to be the guy that Manchester United is fully committed to. So, I mean, for right now, honestly. Manchester United needs to deal with it, so, 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 so right now, I mean, honestly, Manchester United is in a position where they got to do something and they got to do it quick because you know, a, a couple of uh, big games are, are, are coming up. You know, I mentioned I mentioned everything about uh, you know the Europa League with Barcelona. I mean, you know, moving forward, you know, on on uh, February fourth, uh, Manchester United is hosting Crystal Palace. You know, tomorrow they they host Nottingham Forest in the EF in the second leg of the EFL Cup semifinals. Before you know, taking on uh, Leeds United before the game, first game against Barcelona. So, of course, they still have the FA Cup, and in the fifth round of the FA Cup, it was it was just announced that Manchester United will take on West Ham United. So, so Manchester United, you know, wants to win. You know, wants to be in, in contention. I mean, if if Manchester United wins, would have fi- find a way to win the win the EFL Cup. That if they were to win the EFL Cup, they would be determined to win the FA Cup. So, I mean, Manchester United winning the FA Cup. Right now, it seems like it's not going to happen. But if that were to happen, it would be huge, and I do mean huge. So because Manchester United wants to bring home some silverware, and they want, to, and the fact that they haven't won any silver, uh, any uh, hardware since uh, 2017, they want to see if they can bring more than one title home. I mean, they want to continue to win titles for for years and years and years. So, so with Manchester United, you know, seemingly now going in the right direction. I mean. You know, if they could find a way to pull off the major upset and, and eliminate Barcelona from the Europa League, I mean, that would be something huge. But right now, I'm not sure if I see it happening as, as much as I hate to say. But then again, Mr. McSwain kind of says, you know, kind of insists that I'd be a little bit more optimistic. But but if Manchester United, you know, manages to pull off them huge upset against Barcelona, then I would certainly be excited to talk about it on this show. So, but that's another that's another story for another time, and we'll have to wait and see how, th- how things go. But. But as far as this whole move with uh, Marcel uh, Sabitzer goes, look, if they can make it happen, they got to make it happen because Manchester United is desperate for a midfielder. Now they still got Casemiro, who who I know can do a good job, but they need some breathing room. Like they got to bring in bring in some other players as well. So because Casemiro is not going to be able to carry the midfield all on his own. But but then again, going back to the whole thing, does Bruno Fernandez and Anthony, you know, briefly play in the midfield position for the time being alongside Casemiro? Maybe, maybe not, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that you know, because I, right now I do trust Eric Ten Hag. I know that he's got a plan. I know that he's working on something right now, and I'm sure that tomorrow we, we, we may we may get a little glimpse of what he's got in store for us. So basically, I think the key is is to be patient. Maybe this whole thing can work out all by itself, and hopefully it'll all it, it'll it'll work out well. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.